0: Hi and welcome to mama bears Monday Kimberly and I are so excited to be with you tonight and to introduce our next guest. As we know, as parents and um, including moms, dads, and even grandparents, the sexualization of our children is becoming more and more of a hot button topic, especially in our schools. And now we're discovering it's all the way down into our daycares, thanks to some brave whistleblowers and to some incredible patriots like our next guest, Courtney Allen. Courtney has been part of kinder care for many years, and now she has recently discovered just the nefarious side behind care and the sexualization of our children, and even teaching them the LGBTQ agenda. And that includes welcoming, you know, the sexualization, not only of our children, but that is pedophilia in involvement as well, and the grooming of our children, making sexual encounters of our children normalized. So thankfully, Courtney is here to share with us what she's discovering so that we can share it with the world and expose
1: this darkness and to save our children. Welcome, Welcome Courtney. Courtney. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. I feel like this is such an important subject. Um, I know you guys are both in all the school board meetings for the curriculum as well and standing up and sharing in like your public elementary schools. But whenever I found out that it's also happening in daycares, Mm -hmm. it just like put a pit in my stomach and a lot of parents don't know the curriculum, especially in daycares. I know a lot of parents maybe not even care that much, Mm -hmm. but I think this is something that needs to be exposed because it is being hidden. So I'm just very thankful to be able to share with you guys in your audience um, about the curriculum that is happening, like you said, in childcare centers. Wow. Thank you for sharing because it's, it's unreal. You think it was just
2: in like high school, middle school, but no, it trickles all the way down to the very beginning from six weeks old people, all the way, all the way up to 18 years. And we got it. We got to expose it. So Courtney, please let us know what you got.
1: Okay. So um, this all came out last June. I remember uh, walking into our center and my director handed me a a folder with all of this in and she's like, here is the um, kinder care curriculum for this month. If you wanna look over it and let me know what you need. So I had just like opened the folder and flipped through it really fast and kind of thought that she was joking and looked at her and like, are you actually serious? I have to teach this? And uh, she just kind of shrugged her shoulders. Um, so I went to my classroom and like looked more into it And uh, it was described as anti-bias curriculum. Mm -hmm. Um, But the more that I uh, flipped through the pages and the activities, it is full-blown LGBTQ curriculum, um, sharing the advocates of the community, people who have stepped up and like spoken out that are part of the community, and then kind of uh, watering it down. So it's age appropriate to like Kimberly said earlier, uh, six weeks to uh, I was having five and six year olds, but we fit up to 12 year olds. So six weeks to 12 years old, LGBT curriculum done in honor of those in the community. Wow. Mm -hmm.
2: And I mean, I don't mind people supporting whatever race and sex they wanna be, but don't infringe it on others. Like they always say, don't treat us any differently or you should accommodate to this. Like, no, if you don't want to be treated differently, then don't ask to be treated differently. Like they're asking for certain things like gender neutral bathrooms and other, but they want to be accepted in society as a norm. Like don't act different than if that's what you want. You know, it's kind of like, we'll accept you. Just don't infringe that on me if I don't want it.
1: Yeah. And that's, um, Like I had a huge problem with the curriculum and I uh, emailed my boss's boss. So our district leader, and I asked her if she could come meet with me so we can talk about this. Um, I explained to her like it goes against my religious beliefs. I don't think that as a teacher, I should be the one to teach this curriculum to uh, the kids in my class. Um, I asked if the parents knew about it and I was told that they did not, that kinder care got a lot of backlash Um, Whenever they sent their curriculum out just to the directors and the teachers, and they didn't think really enough to, uh, I guess, be able to handle all the backlash from the parents. But I was also told by my district leader that it would be inappropriate to ask parents permission to teach this because um, she was like, how would you feel if you were asked if a class could be taught like about you. It's a little bit different. Um, I, don't, I don't feel it's a place in the curriculum or a curriculum to have a place in the classroom. And uh, she kind of agreed with me at that point. Again, this was last June, um, told me that the email that was supposed to be sent to parents didn't go out to parents because of the backlash and that they were sitting down to rework the curriculum to do an anti-bias but leave out LGBT. Um, if I didn't teach it, she said that I would have gotten written up because it is a required curriculum. And I told her, "That's fine, you can write me up. I'm not gonna teach this and I will let my parents know about it. So wow. I did print off um, three or four different curriculum age groups just to share, because if they wanna promote this and if they're proud of it, then there's no reason that they should hide it
2: right 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 like and if parents are given that much backlash that's should be a huge red sign that these parents do not want their children to learn this stuff right if they want their children to learn it them themselves would teach their kids this they don't need the school indoctrinating kids from that young to however old because that's just going to confuse kids especially if you're going against what you're teaching at home versus what you're teaching at at a school because that that's conflict like that's not what they're there for they're there to learn and play and learn how to read and write and color not how to identify one another and the proper pronouns
1: yeah and um like i was talking to my husband whenever this first came out it's my job to teach fundamentals of learning at a four and five-year-old level not to teach them huge ideas that they can't even comprehend right Um, but I will share some of the curriculum if that's okay. Yeah, I'll go over like some of the uh, references that we were given within the curriculum to teach again, three and four and five year olds. Folks um, that we were given to read that promote transgenderism and uh, um, just that kind of community and lifestyle. So, <laughs> Um, The first thing we got was a letter from the, I believe, an educational specialist whose um, family is involved in the community, the LGBT community. She said, this is the letter that we were given. um, It says, hi, everyone. As many of you know, June is LGBTQ pride month. This is a time for us to uplift, celebrate, and support the LGBT community voices and cultures as part of an ongoing commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, which they're also doing the CRT and DEI stuff now. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share more about what Pride means to me in um, honoring our LGBT community this month. As an early childhood educator and a parent of two members of the LGBT community, I know how important it is for all children to see their identities, experiences, and those of their family members and loved ones reflected in our curriculum and our classrooms. This helps children grow up feeling confident and proud of who they are. It's equally important for children to learn about and respect people who are different from themselves. Celebrating differences helps children build empathy, compassion, and understanding of others, which is crucial to building an inclusive and acceptable society um well, that, the sounds letter. Like, that sounds like
2: cupcakes and butterflies like they're trying to do something yeah. right but it goes way deeper than that
1: oh well, exactly and that's what I was talking about before like I can teach the four different uh curriculum topics that she had just spoken about without it going into the LGBT stuff so whenever I first read the cover letter I'm like rolling my eyes okay whatever if that's what you want to Paint, then that's fine. But then um, we were given this list of terms that might come up in our stories, our curriculum, or while we are teaching about the advocates. It has like transgender, lesbian, heterosexual, queer, non binary, gender fluid, homophobia, transphobic. Three and four year olds don't even need to know these words. They don't even There's know. Yeah,
2: they don't know what transphobic was. Oh, wow, wow.
1: And if not. I, as a parent, if my four-year-old came home and asked me what transphobic meant, where did you hear that, first of all? Yeah. Um, so some of the, let me see if I can find, this is the school age ones. And then I pulled up the littler curriculum that I can screen share in just a minute. Um, So week one is awareness. That was the uh, curriculum topic. This one, so this is for our four and five-year-olds. We were to show the Marsha P. Johnson Advocate card, read about this person to show, okay, to show what they did for the community.
2: And that's a drag queen, I take it?
1: Yeah. So just showing who that was explaining why they were important in the community again without parents knowledge this is not on the kinder care website this is given through the teacher portal so it's kind of hidden back where parents don't have access to it so they do have
2: um, access or they don't
1: have access they do not this is a teacher portal curriculum only um, i had a parent reach out to kinder care on their facebook page asking where we can get their curriculum And uh, she was told to ask the center director. And then I guess it's at the center director's discretion if they want to print out this curriculum or not to share with the parents individually.
2: If they're so prideful of this, why would they hide it? Like if they're so, let's get everybody on board. Let's make it really about cohesive and interacting with one another and accepting one another. Why will they not accept letting the parents know about this beforehand?
1: Yeah, and that's just, uh, a huge red flag, like, right. Well, what is there to hide if this is what you stand for and support? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it says for this particular activity, it's, uh, the introduction, this month we're learning about LGBTQ and pride as an important time for us to come together, celebrate, evaluate, and advocate, advocate for the LGBT community. This week is all about awareness and helping students understand that people live, love, and identify in lots of different ways. This diversity deserves to be accepted, respected, and celebrated. For our school-age students, this means learning to celebrate differences in ourselves and in others. So the go time, which is the activity, uh, show students the fascinating facts card from Marsha P. Johnson. Explain that Marsha was an advocate for people like herself who weren't accepted by others because of who they loved and how they liked to dress and express themselves. Mm-hmm. Marsha spent her life advocating for equal rights for LGBTQ people and advocating for everybody's right to be themselves. Next, show and explain students the rainbow and progressive flags explain that these flags are symbols used by the LGBT community to express pride in who they are, ask students what they think the different colored stripes on the rainbow flag mean, give students the time to share their ideas and then explain the different colors that are in the flag and how they represent the diversity of the LGBTQ community.
2: Okay, so they're trying to correlate. So the way I just took that is that they're trying to correlate colors to certain people and things, and yeah. that's not teaching them racist right there. Because like the color red, what are they going to say? The color red is going to be besides an apple. That's what right. my kid would tell you. <clears throat> my kid would say, "It red looks like an apple. Blue looks like the sky."
1: So why? What are they going to teach the kids if they say that versus what the flag says? Especially with the progressive flag, this one, which also has um, the representation here for the transgender, the fluid gender and uh, I forget what the other one is. But again, as Christians, like this goes against a lot of beliefs and to teach children that the rainbow, which is like people know the symbol in the Bible rainbow is actually uh, an LGBT symbol. And this is what it actually means. Like that's not my place to, even begin to dive into right right to me too corny i mean it's all
0: about the sexualization so first we went from gay rights like like recognizing gay marriage and now we've gone all the way into teaching them this at such a young age because it sees them as a sexual being like Mm -hmm. that is their full identity it's not, you know, whether you're kind or whether you're compassionate, it's what is your sexualization and taking children down to this. I mean, six weeks. I mean, it's literally forming a blueprint for how to create an anti-God being an anti-God agenda because God created us in his image. It's destroying children's hearts. Minds It's creating chaos. The Lord is a God of order, not a God of chaos. This is absolute chaos in a children's mind. And it gives pedophiles an in. It gives pedophiles an opportunity to latch onto these children because they believe now they're sexual beings. Oh, like three. And and I encounter someone who wants to sexually abuse me. That's normalized because I'm a sexual being. That is absolute evil. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. It's absolute evil upon children.
2: And it's grooming. 110% 110% grooming from birth until yeah. the until age of 18. Because grooming
1: and conditioning, absolutely.
2: Um, yeah. Because they're going to condition them to say, oh, this is okay. Yeah. You're allowed to yeah. do this. Yeah. You're allowed so to touch me this way. so that, yeah. yeah. And then if you don't let me touch you that way, then there's something
0: wrong with you. You're a hobo Because you don't or, identify with your true sexuality. Right. Because yeah. they're teaching kids about even masturbation. Because they're they're showing them, look, you're a sexual being. You have to sexually identify. Well, yeah. if you don't sexually identify, then when someone comes on you as a perpetrator, as a predator, you're going to think, whoa, that's not okay. There's something pit in my stomach. This isn't right. I'm going to tell a trusted adult. Well, if you normalize it, who are you going to tell? Right. If you think this is normal and you're having all these feelings, it's like, no, something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Right? Not something's wrong with what happened to me, but something's wrong with me. And then the person doing it to that child, you know how much manipulation and control they have? Are you kidding me? It was a, it was a difficult um, subject to breach before all of this sexualization and indoctrination of children. Now it's even more difficult for children to have advocates for them.
2: And the sickest thing I've ever heard a pedophile say, and I know this for a fact because I was a rape victim myself, was we would never get caught because We, if you are a good pedophile, you will make it feel good and you won't hurt. And that's how they get away with it. They make (sighs) you feel like it feels good. Like this feels good and it's okay. Mm. But in all actuality, that's really damaging. And if they can molest you before the age or at the age of two, they can get your mind to split into two different hemispheres, basically. And once survival mode, so when you, this stuff is happening to you, you go in survival mode and then you have this other side of you that is just like, okay, everything's ha- fine and dandy. So when things traumatizing like that start happening, your mind will instantly go into survival mode and forget about it. It pushes it out. I mean, I can't tell you the countless of times that that's happened with me, even like just triggeries um, is that I feel like it's wrong but then at the same time, I can't remember exactly why. And that's because my mind has literally tried to block out that traumatizing part. But then if you're not careful, and I mean, I spent years in counseling to try to dig through this and overcome it as a survivor myself. I mean, mine happened at the age of 14. So I was quite a bit older, knew from right from wrong. But at the same time, the grooming part of it started when I was like nine, 19 years old. And so like, I kind of knew but didn't know because like at that time you're you're going into puberty so then you have all these weird feelings on like um kind of like you want to masturbate or something like that because you don't know you're just like these this weird feeling and then when somebody does it to you then they're like oh does that feel good you're like yeah you know so then you don't think it's wrong so the pedophile will always try to make you feel Mm. like it feels good that it's right when it's actually really wrong, and they're just grooming you to
0: accept it. And in those books, they're actually stating that. Did you notice that? So the books we read aloud, Courtney, and we got a hold of, it's it's presenting these sexual encounters upon these children as something that feels good. Yep. They add, and they even say that in there, like, oh, I'm becoming an ownership of my own um, porn star movie because this feels good. This feels right for the first time. I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. If they can make it feel good, then you know, then the that's children, that fine yeah.
2: line. That's that very oh. fine line of like, is it wrong that or is it right? Sick. And that's what kids will get confused. They're like, Well, it felt good, so then I don't want to tell because it, I liked it,
0: mm-hmm. and then they feel shameful, and then they for feel that too yes,
2: they feel shameful for it, and then they're like, Well, that kind of felt good. So, like, if he does it again, I don't know if I want to say anything because it still felt good, but at the same time, it's wrong. And I mean since this happened to me, like I've always said to, to everybody who's talked to me, there's one or two paths that you can take with these things. Once you've been a sexualized, like sexualized victim, you can be a victim for the rest of your life, or you can be an advocate. And I definitely was not going to play the victim card on this because I don't believe that God let that happen to me. Um, but I do believe that it happened to me for a reason And it's because I need to speak out and I need to protect my kids. And I'm, was one of the stronger ones that said, hey, you know what? This isn't right. This is not happening. I've taught my kids from day one that you do not kiss on the lips. You do not kiss an elder on the lips. You do not lay under the covers with the kids. You do not cuddle like without a shirt on, without pants on, nothing like that. You don't do that. And I've taught my kids this from from birth until they can, whenever. You know, I mean, it's just, it's hard because it's like, there's so many, so many people out there that will try to come after your kids. And the nicest way, and it's usually the people that, you know, really close to, so they, they don't want to get them in trouble. So like, they'll say, don't tell your mom and dad, I don't want to get in trouble, or you're going to get in trouble if you tell. And so that scares you. And so I always tell my kids, you know what, you will never get in trouble for telling me something like that. And we have to just reiterate that into the small children. is like, you will not get in trouble if somebody else touched you. I call it the no-no square. And I don't I don't sugarcoat what their body parts are. I call it vagina, penis, anus, breast. I call it for what it is because if you don't, then they're going to come back and say, oh, well, somebody, like, I've heard a story that a little girl, was, her mom called it a cookie. Her yep, was cookie. Yes. And that the teachers are like, oh, so-and-so ate my cookie and- they didn't think nothing of it and so i made sure to never not call it by what it is and so i'm i won't ever not call it that my teach my kids the proper body of timing because then you can tell if that's happening and i'm telling my kids the only people that are allowed to touch you
0: there is you and you alone nobody else and courtney do you think that you had to come to a time with the lord in your heart that was like okay if i let this go And I don't expose this. I know what it could cost me. Like, obviously it ended up costing you your job. I mean, along with some other things, but you have to come to a time in your heart before the Lord to say, look, you've given me this responsibility and this light and this knowledge showing me what's going on. So I have a responsibility to go forward. So I can either fear the consequences of man or I can fear the Lord and say, you know what, this is more important. Can you tell me anything about that process that you had to go through?
1: Well, and actually, um, the day that I got this curriculum, um, I had been texting my husband all day long, just saying, like, I can't believe this is the, like, the spot that we are in right now. This is the curriculum that I'm told I'm either going to teach or going to get written up. Like, I just feel like quitting, um, because I'm not going to do this and they're not going to make me, um, so John, my husband was like, hey, actually, you need to stand up for this you need to stand up for what's right. And ironically enough, um, he showed me your guys's episode with Nino <laughs> on whenever you had first started. And he's like, no, you need to like get these girls fire because they're doing whatever it takes to stand between the schools and their children. And he's like, email your district leader, like call this stuff out, expose it to uh, who you can and as much as you can, because If you quit, then that's just another teacher that's going to come into your classroom and go along with the curriculum and teach Mm. it to you. And they win. And they
0: win. Good for you. We're so proud proud of you.
1: It takes a lot, especially since
2: it's like your livelihood. But you guys, you have to be really willing to risk it all to save these kids. Emily and I have everything. We have put everything out there for everybody to see. And we're not stopping we don't care what they do to us or anything because we know what's true in our heart and people are going to backlash us. People are going to call us fake. People, call, people are going to call us deep state, whatever. Let them call and do whatever they want because you know what? They're scared. They are scared of what we are doing because if, we were, if they were not scared, they would not be trying to attack us and shut us up. So you are doing something amazing and I cannot mm. thank you enough and please show us some more slides and stuff yeah. of like what's in kinder care.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then if we have time, a little bit of after a little bit of digging, I found some interesting, interesting things that kind of go hand in hand with, um, just the indoctrination, and it makes sense as to why maybe kinder care has went in this direction. Um, I won't spend too long on these. These are the infant and toddler curriculums. So like just to prove to the audience, they are implementing this in your six week child's classroom. So infant and toddler is six weeks to 18 months. These are all done. These are four of the books that we were to read. I have these brought up and I'll share those too. Um, Adrian is a mermaid. That is a grandma helping promote transgenderism or cross-dressing to a child. Um, Then you have two that are uh, dad and dad families. And then when Adrian becomes a brother is full-blown transgender child. Um, Again, just going through the infant toddler documents for the curriculum really fast. Wow. as like the facts about how many uh, people are in the community right here and why we should uh, accept them not as a minority, but again, like you were talking about normalize all of this for families. But I think if we normalize this, then children who grow up in what I would consider like a normal household, mother and father family kind of uh, situation feel left out maybe and feel like there's something wrong with them because this isn't what is being promoted as normal to them
0: you wonder too are some of these parents willing to pull their children out of these corporate daycares because i have a feeling kinder care probably isn't the only child care company or organization that has this agenda and has this type of curriculum So we would encourage parents out there, if you have your child in a larger daycare setting, such as kindercare or any of the other big ones, I'm trying to think learning tree, or um, there's a lot of big ones out there that are more like nationwide chains, please look into this. Please ask your director for their curriculum. And if it's like this, we encourage you to pull your children out and find an alternative daycare. I mean,
2: go to a small Mm -hmm. in-home, I mean, that's licensed or not, you know, just find something or, a relative, up, maybe. or a relative yeah. or no. relative.
1: Yeah. Like you were saying, I know for a fact that KinderCare isn't the only ones that are doing this. Um, after I was first let go from the company, I was in talks with a couple other families who are looking at different options for daycare because they didn't want to be there anymore if I wasn't there. And those are direct words from them to me. Um, but all the ones around here, they do implement the DEI in the CRT and the anti-bias curriculum, which I feel like that's the step that all education avenues are going towards, and it's just unfortunate.
0: cornisa so you've been sharing with us about kinder care and the LGBTQ curriculum attached to that, and since it's nationwide, we can probably assume to. You know, believe that there are more than just kinder care daycares out there that are pushing this curriculum and agenda. Do you have any knowledge of those other child care centers?
1: Um, actually, besides, like, I'm sure kinder care is not the only one. Um, I do know that Primrose, which is, I believe, they're somewhat nationwide, also has. They're in Ankeny, for sure. Of curriculum. Um, a parent, after I had left, shared with me a blog. That was on their website, and it went over the DEI and the critical race theory, Um, Mm -hmm. and then I think the LGBT, possibly, but definitely the um, CRT and DEI stuff. So I know that it's being pushed to children in all daycare centers, not Mm -hmm. specifically only to kinder care.
0: Wow. That's good to know. And we need to get sharing that everywhere that we can so that parents who have their children in these institutions can say, you know what? I can find an alternative. I don't have to place my child in this indoctrination center. Instead of caring for them, they're just destroying their minds. And that's, that's
1: their agenda. Yeah. It sure is. And um, I think if parents, I know parents are starting to stand up because they're demanding to see the curriculum, especially whenever you get into elementary schools. But if they start at a younger age, then there's going to be no option for daycares to implement this ridiculous curriculum to uh, children who aren't even potty trained yet. Right, right,
2: right. Wow. wow. And we encourage everybody to stand up. Start asking for your kids' curriculum. Go Mm -hmm. to your daycare centers and ask them, what are they pushing? Like, ask them. And if they refuse to
0: give it to you, there's your red flag to start pulling them out. Now, Courtney, was this available only during Pride Month? So could that be a start for people to say, what curriculum or is there a specific curriculum you're putting out during Pride Month?
1: So um, this is, it was through the teacher portal. So it wasn't like readily available on KinderCare's website. Um, KinderCare, I know, uses the early foundations curriculum. That is their normal curriculum but this is curriculum specific to kinder care and it was like i said available through the teacher portal parents can ask their center directors to print this out i don't know if they would be willing to i don't understand why they wouldn't if they have nothing to hide but it's it's kind of uh, hidden away from the parents can
2: you tell the parents again if this kind of stuff's going on in their school or in their daycares can you tell them what they should exactly ask for on who they should ask for it from
1: so uh, um this is pride month curriculum that goes on during june because that's the pride month that kinder care feels appropriate to celebrate with their children um i would ask the the director, your center to director to print out the uh, uh, it's not an alternative curriculum but like what they're celebrating that month because kindercare has, every month is something different. So June is, they do Juneteenth uh, Pride Month, we, or they do um, American Women's History, Black History Month, Martin Luther King Jr. uh, Indigenous People Day, uh, Arab American Month, uh, all of this stuff. So if you ask your center director to print out that curriculum, you can see exactly what is being taught on like all, uh, all levels, I guess. Okay.
2: Can you tell us a little bit more about the kinder care directors and maybe their affiliation with, um, how do you want to put
0: it? Mm-hmm. Nefarious ties. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So uh, um, the, each center has a good director. That's just like who manages the centers. As, as you go further up, of course, like there are board members and like education specialists and whatnot. Um, I was uh, digging a little bit deeper and found that in the 90s, Geraldine Layborn sat on the board of directors for Kinder Care. She later on went to uh, Nickelodeon. She owns the Oxygen Network, which is Oprah. Um, mm-hmm that kind of Oprah kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier that it, like adults are making kids think that this is normal she's mm-hmm. had an interview that I'm sure you guys know about too where she's kind of normalizing the uh, molestation of kids yeah mm-hmm. that's that where, where Oprah has even said Oprah. that
2: mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. Oprah herself has even said a good pedophile her words a good pedophile will not make it feel bad they will make yeah. it feel good
1: yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about that interview. Yeah. Um. So I think just by association with the people that are in close ties, um, it's interesting enough. Uh, she was also the We're both, and you can look this up for yourself. We're on the flight log to Epstein. I'm on Epstein's plane. I'm not saying that they went to Epstein Island. I'm not. Saying that those are the direct ties. I'm just saying that their names showed up on the flight log.
0: Mm. Well, well, you're the company you keep might say a little bit about you. So well, yeah, yeah
1: exactly. And especially
0: like a director that just went
2: from right. being a director of a kindergarten right. daycare to right. now having a, her own show. Mm.
1: Yeah. Um I know she's affiliated with a lot of different different networks she has ties with Nickelodeon she and her husband had a bunch of uh, um, overview of a lot of shows in the Nickelodeon channels she oh. is on Disney um, I know Disney has ties with Epstein Island as well yes, they, do. Yes, they
0: do and yeah. I think they arrested 70 pedophiles within their organization in like a, maybe a one or two year period, but that, that's a lot. Oh
1: yeah. One
0: is a lot. Yeah. 70. 70? 70? That's yeah. a lot. That's Including insane. one of the major, I think it was the vice president of something. I, I need to find his name, but it was a few years back, but he was one of the biggest ones in Disney so far. I can't remember his name. I can get that for you.
1: Yeah. And again, like, it's not just happening in daycares. It's the the programs that our children are watching and the places that they go and the movies that they watch and the apps that they play on. It's a little conditioning, just a little bit at a time, but mm-hmm. it's made to normalize mm-hmm. all of this. And once you like go down in that hole for Disney, like I, we used to have the Disney Plus app, but after I learned all of this, I deleted it, unsubscribed from it. Like it's, it's evil. And once you
2: start seeing the symbolisms, that are correlated yeah. with pedophilia with all that stuff. You can't unsee it, and mm-hmm. it's everywhere, yes, especially yes, in yeah. Disney. Especially in Disney. I mean, I remember just watching Madagascar the other day, and on the hippo, she has the the triangle pedophilia for the boy lover, and I'm like, what
1: in the and world? Moana too. Moana's, yeah, too. Yeah, the oh, Moana's bad. So is
2: Lilo and Stitch when they put Lilo in a pizza box. Yeah.
1: And it's things like that when I, like, once you know what it is, like, all it is, all the terms and stuff, and you just correlate it with everything. And uh, it's interesting how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah.
2: And I encourage people to look up what, what terms they mean by cheese, pizza, sauce. You can find them actually through the FBI. The
0: FBI has a
2: description of them. So I'll show you here on this link that there's, certain symbolisms there's certain terms that they use um hot dogs is another one um like i said pizza i'm just trying to think of
0: some. dominoes handkerchief, handkerchief map yes all you need to do is type in fbi Ice cream. pedo words or pedo code and and they'll and bring up, up images yep. and they'll show you um documentation of what they are And then I encourage you to go to WikiLeaks and look for yourself and see how these people communicate with these terms and they make no sense outside of understanding those code words, none. You don't talk about handkerchiefs and dominoes and maps and pasta in in a paragraph and for it to make any logical sense, unless you're using it for code language for something else.
1: And another thing, uh, speaking of WikiLeaks, I had found digging Um, Geraldine was invited to a zoom call I think this was in 2016 or 17 with John Podesta and Hillary
2: Clinton
1: oh and I'm not saying that she's I don't know that they still have ties at this point um but she's networking with companies that do provide entertainment for kids Mm -hmm. and she does have ties with Epstein and Podesta so like it's only going to be a matter of time before that trickles down to the level that we're at now with the grooming and conditioning with this curriculum.
0: Well, in Podesta's email specifically, there was a party and these three children were under the care of a woman. I assume it's probably foster care or something like that. And she said that these three children and names them and gives their ages will be the entertainment for the evening. Okay. Wow. Children aren't our entertainment,
2: Wow, no.
0: something is not right there, and I can link that WikiLeaks email for you if you'd like. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. but these people obviously are doing things to children that need to be brought to light, and a lot of them are connected and they work together.
1: Yep, they sure do, that's for sure. It's everybody's in bed with everybody, and they're all working for uh, uh towards the same evil.
2: I think mm-hmm. they want us to normalize pedophilia. That's bottom line of what their goal is, is to normalize pedophilia so then they can come in and take your kids and do what they will, and nobody blinks an eye. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Good thing. There's people like us out there (laughs) who is going to bring this all to light and expose them for the sick, perverted people they truly are. Now, I'm not saying that about the LGBTQ people. I'm talking about the pedophiles who go after these people, like the pedophile that
0: went after me. And so, the Lord says that better for a millstone to be tied around the neck of one of those people than for them to harm a little one. So the Lord takes this pretty seriously and he will have his vindication. I believe that with all my heart.
1: I believe that. And I think if you aren't standing up and speaking out and exposing it, then you are part of the problem. Yes.
0: Thank
2: you. So, you sure? Yes. If you want to turn a blind eye to a child getting hurt, yeah. shame on you. Yeah. It is your duty as a parent to protect your child at all costs.
1: Yeah, and it's not only physical, it's mentally, yeah, mentally yes. damaging with a curriculum that is going against what we had talked about earlier, what's being taught or how you're being brought up in your home and it being contradictive to what you're being told is normal and right. And this is how you should live. And this is what you should be acceptive of in the classroom.
2: Right, because abuse, you guys, is not just physical. It's not just the bruises that you see on the outside. It can be mental and it's inside internally damaging. And if we make this normal from kinder care mm. through school, through, through high school, middle school, elementary, high school, where are our kids going to go if they truly need help? Who are they going to turn to? They look, I remember like when I mean I didn't live with I didn't live with my perpetrator. Um, it was my mom's boyfriend at the time so i was only down there to see my mom every so often throughout the summer so i was able to get away from it where like some kids aren't some kids are not the only getaway they have is school mm-hmm. yes. and so when this when they go to school they feel like oh i'm in a safe spot but now if they're bringing this into the school where's that child going to feel safe and you wonder why suicide rates are up why we have depression as high as we do in the u.s is because of this you guys and we have got to stop it because i don't Mm -hmm. want to see another child go through with anything that i had to let alone i mean i consider my what i had to go through in a sense mild to some what some kids actually do i mean i wasn't beaten i wasn't like like it could have been a lot worse let's just put it that way i mean what I did endure was horrific and something that has have forever changed my life and maybe even had issues on um, my relationships. I mean, people want to sit there and bring up my past and everything else, but you know what? It is what it is. And I'm not afraid to show or tell anybody anything. I had relationship issues a long time. I, my first three kids all have different dads, you guys, because I went from one guy to the next, trying to figure out what was wrong. Like I always thought it was me. I was me. It was something that I was doing, right. I, I wasn't doing this or doing that, but you know what? It takes a really strong person to overcome all that and a lot of counseling. (laughs) And I did, and I want to help others do the same thing because you're not alone. We are here to help you in any way we possibly can and if you ever need somebody to help you, please reach out even if you're a child reach out to us we will mm-hmm. try to find you help and we are trying to get laws changed all across the world yeah. I mean it's just we need to help one another out and I appreciate you Courtney coming out and and exposing this because like you said this is an indo- indoctrination of our children to normalize pedophilia and it's also a crime
0: too like in the sense of like obscene material that's coming into the school it follows under the obscene materials category and when I looked it up it was between five and 20 years in prison so please if you're out there and you know that your schools are bringing in these books and these materials go to your legislators go to any leadership that will listen that wants to protect children and get involved because we need to change the policy and we need to hit their pocketbook if we can basically say no we're going to withhold state funding from you if you're going to bring these materials into schools because one book leaves another one's going to come in right without these policies But if we can hit them in their pocketbook, basically like sanctuary cities and say, if you're going to have these materials, we're going to withhold the money for you, from you in your schools. That's what we
1: need to do. Yeah. And that's the way that it should be. They are there to, they work for us. They're teaching, not the teachers, but the school board, they work for us. They need to listen to what the parents want and what they don't want and for them To be okay with this, I know that one of the school board meetings that was shared the they wouldn't read the excerpts from the the book that was in like libraries that these children have access to. Um, And if they think that it's wrong to read out loud, then why should it be readily available for our kids so just by standing up and speaking out at the board meetings or on. uh, different platforms i think parents can be doing a lot
2: yeah definitely we the parents have a lot of power and we just got to realize how to use it and where to use it and and the timely and everything is is key like right now we're in a time that we we're on a tipping point you guys that we can either go and fall deep down one way or we can bring everything to light and really make a difference and really change things for the better. And I believe that we're doing that. I think we're going in the right direction. This is how I personally feel. I mean, with Emily and I speaking out as much as we have here in Ankeny and overturning six seats, I believe people are waking up and if COVID has done anything on the positive side, it's this. It's waking people up and it's showing people that, you know what, there is a really dark side to Mm -hmm. things and we need to bring it to light because if we don't things are going to be destroyed forever and that what are we going to leave it for our kids what do they have to grow up i mean i don't want my kids growing up being told when they can and can't go out of their house who they can and can't be with where they can and cannot go when they want to go somewhere like i don't i don't want that for my children my my founding fathers did not fight for freedom for us just to bow down and let it go
0: that's right
2: so we must stand. And Courtney, we appreciate you so yes, much coming on so the show. Much. This is amazing. We'd love to have you on as many times as you want. As, <laughs> as more stuff as you on Dig, you let us know. We'll bring you back on. Um, Emily, you want to end I, it with this? Sure, I'll,
0: I'll pray. I just want to say to Courtney, Courtney thank, you. Yeah, thank you for using your gifts honestly, for um, the purposes that God's given you. He's gifted you and just please continue to do that. And we're with one another in all of this. So is there anything else you want
1: to share? Um, I mean, just be proactive, get out and demand the curriculum that is being taught behind the doors in your child's classroom. And uh, and that's it, really.
2: Okay, and raise questions if you guys have questions about yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll pray. Father, we thank you so much, God, that you are good, Lord, and even in the darkness, Father, it will not overcome the light, Lord, and we are the light of the world, and you see a city on a hill, Lord, and a light on a hill should not be hidden, Lord, so we will not remain hidden. We will continue to speak the truth in love to whoever will listen. We pray that you give them ears to hear and eyes to see, Father, what is the truth, Lord, that is going on towards these children in our world right now god we know that you love each and every one of them we ask for supernatural protection over them we ask that more and more parents would not just open their eyes and ears but they would act in faith lord you say faith without works is dead so thank you for people like courtney our dear sister in christ and friend god that she is um risking it all lord literally to be able to share the truth, Lord, of what is going on. I pray that you would use her mightily for your kingdom's sake, Lord, for your glory to save these children, God, and that you would be with her, Lord, and give her strength for each passing day, God. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks, everybody,
2: for watching. Thank and you. Remember
0: to get up, get out, and get
2: loud. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>